This is another riveting episode of Cafe Americaine. I am your host, Chris DeGeorge. I'm tired. I'm so, so very tired. So this is going to be a very, 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 very short midweek podcast. And for those of you that know me, I don't like podcasts. I think they're incredibly boring because you're sitting around talking to nobody and you can edit everything. And even though I don't edit everything because I am brilliant in everything that I know. Well, I'm not, but it's just boring. I, I just find it utterly boring. Anyway, there is a movement going on right now, and a lot of people are hoodwinked by this movement. A lot of people think that the, uh, a lot of people have made their disinterest, their disorganization, and their frustration on their current life's situation uh, focus on Donald Trump. And we're only seeing more and more of that. Now, I'm not saying that I am a Trump supporter, and I'm not saying that I, what I think he is doing is correct, but I will say this. A lot of people that are against Trump are against him for the wrong reasons. They're completely ignoring the idea of a nuclear war with the Russians and with the Chinese and that's what everybody should be upset about. They shouldn't be upset about whether or not Trump groped some girl and grabbed him by the pussy or whether or not he spoke to a couple of Russians. Do I think he spoke to, to, to Russians? Do I think Russians were involved in this election? Maybe. But I really don't think that had anything to do with Trump winning the election. I think uh, the Russians did anything that they would normally do in any other election. And it's no worse than anything the United States does in every election to every country around the world, including Russia. So it's it's all nonsense and it's all essentially it's all bullshit. And we're starting to see the true colors of what this agenda is all about. Ever since the Florida shooting. We've seen all of these movements trying to remove what they call weapons of war from the hands of people in the United States. Well, what is the definition of a weapon of war? Are you trying to remove a submarine from my hands or are you trying to remove a rifle from my hands? Because any rifle could be a weapon of war. Oh, no, no, no. This is a hunting rifle. Well, what defines a rifle as a hunting rifle or... A weapon of war. Oh, well, in, in the media, constantly, constantly portrays semi-automatic weapons as automatic weapons. Now, semi-automatic weapons, you have to pull the trigger every time you want a bullet to fire out of it. So it's pop, 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 pop. An automatic weapon is what you think of as a machine gun. And you pull the trigger once and multiple bullets come out of it. Those weapons have been illegal for decades, for decades. And now it is becoming clear, and I've said this before, and this has to do, this also has to do with the Affordable Care Act, and I'll, I'll get into that in a second. We're starting to see a fully-fledged movement on the right and the left to remove weapons and firearms of all sorts from American citizens. The ultimate goal is to essentially get rid of the Second Amendment in the United States and 
rewrite the Constitution and make North America look more like the European Union, run more like the Chinese. So what we're seeing now is a movement to, rem to get guns out of the hands of what they call the so-called mentally ill. Well, on the surface, this sounds fine. Why would you want a mentally ill person to have a firearm of any kind? They're a danger to everybody, including themselves. Sounds great. But how do you go about enforcing that kind of law? Who says who has a mental illness? Well, you could say well, this person was arrested for this, and so obviously they do have a mental illness, or they have a history of going into the funny farm, and they can't keep food in their mouths. So yes, clearly this is a mentally ill person, and no, this person should not have any sort of firearms. And even Donald Trump went so far as to say, and bamboozling the Republicans by saying, I don't want firearms in the hands of mentally ill people. I am in favor of removing the firearms from mentally ill people, then worrying about due process second. Meaning, I want to get the guns out of hands of so-called mentally ill people, and we will worry about whether or not that move is legal at some point down the road. That's kind of troubling because I can guarantee you that a whole bunch of Republicans would be up in arms if Barack Obama decided to try and pull something like that. They would be up in arms and marching in the streets and crying foul and outrage. As well they should. Now here's the perplexing part and here is the troubling part. Under the F Affordable Care Act, lovingly known as Obamacare, the government, if you are accepting government-subsidized insurance, the government can force you to take mental evaluations. And the government, through your doctor, being that, being that your costs are being subsidized by the government, through your doctor can essentially force you to take various pills to make you more mentally stable. Okay, so nobody ha have, has any. I mean, you've heard about the death panels where the supposedly the government can determine whether or not you should be living and whether or not you should get insurance or just be weaned off uh, life support and left out to pasture. But nobody has really delved into that aspect of the Affordable Care Act of the government via the doctor that you're using, being that you're using subsidized healthcare uh mean what i mean by subsidized healthcare is that it's it's not government healthcare you're getting healthcare from a private insurer a private company but the government is picking up the tab for you because you don't have enough money to pay for insurance so through that the government can force your doctor to put you on antidepressants and then therefore you are mentally unstable so this whole scheme is ripe for corruption and it is ripe for abuse because if you are on the affordable care act if you're accepting which you may or may not be on that anymore 
because Trump said, you know, essentially nobody's going to be collecting taxes from you if you don't sign up for health care. If you're on that, then they could claim that you're mentally ill and remove your weapon or your rifle from you or whatever you have. This has far-reaching consequences because now the government is taking away your Second Amendment right by declaring you're mentally ill. If you disagree with anything that the government says, there is a mental illness for that. Basically, the government is telling you, we don't trust you with adult things, so we're going to remove it from you, and it's all legal through the Affordable Care Act. Now, mentally ill people have been dupes for a long time. Anytime the FBI says, oh, we've arrested a filthy terrorist, I can guarantee you that it was the FBI that was arranging the whole thing. Does anybody remember the underwear bomber, the shoe bomber, where a bomb was inserted into his shoe and uh, the underwear bomber where he was supposedly given explosives to tie around his waist and into his underwear, so on and so forth. Essentially, those people are so mentally ill or they are so low on the IQ scale or they're on the spectrum, the autism spectrum, that they don't know what they're doing. So agents within the FBI and local law enforcement and whatever else, they arrange for these people to be caught. They'll set up the whole thing. Undercover agents will go in there and say, hey, isn't it a bright idea? Don't you want to blow something up? And these people are like, yeah, sure, why not? And they don't know any better. They don't know that if somebody is walking up to them and offering them explosives, it's probably a setup. So the FBI and Department of Homeland Security sets all of these people up. And whenever they are having a bit of a hard time, one of these people jumps out there and they make this dashing arrest. Even though it was the FBI doing the whole thing, they were orchestrating the whole setup. They allowed the person to have the idea. They allowed the person to have fake explosives. Or they gave the person explosives, uh, or every bit of the explosives, except there was missing one very, very important component, which would allow the person, or wouldn't allow the person to actually blow the device up. But they would arrest the person, claim victory, and then ride off into the sunset. Antifa is now taking a page out of that playbook. Antifa is a radical movement. I don't care what anybody says. It's short for anti-fascists. And this group really gained notoriety after Donald Trump got into office and after George Soros funded the group. They are now going after mentally ill people in their next recruiting campaign. Specifically, at the University of Texas at Austin. And they were going out and saying, wouldn't it be great if you, quote-unquote, turned illness into a weapon? 
Yeah, the primary method of combating the symptoms of mental illness that we face under capitalism must be organizing those suffering to come into violent class conflict with systems that create their illness. That's a 13,000-word pamphlet, quote-unquote. And Revolutionary Student Front, who is associated with this, they offer weekly self-defense classes, and they believe bricks belong best when they're thrown at pigs' heads, referencing cops. So they're saying, hey, we know that you have a problem. We know that you're dumb enough to go along with this. So come join us. Come be part of the movement. This is outrageous. At one turn, you're telling people with mental illnesses they can't have guns. But at the next turn, those same people are essentially hiring. Let me see if I can say the word essentially one more time. Hiring people with mental illnesses. I mean, could you possibly imagine? Possibly imagine a group of autistic people protesting. What would law enforcement do? What would anybody do if a bunch of these people who are on the spectrum barely able to control themselves? What would happen if, I mean, I'm, I'm being, it's a hyperbole here. They're clearly not going to get autistic people out there. But what would happen if you had mentally unstable people out there in the streets, drugged up and possibly drunk, because a lot of these protesters are, being having their motives inflamed by agent provocateurs, which you can go on YouTube and find a ton of videos showing evidence of that. What would you do? How? Why are these people stooping so low? The answer is because the veil is being lifted and people are starting to realize that these groups on the left and these groups on the right don't have their best interest in mind. And they're starting to realize that, hey, nobody has our best interest in mind and we're starting to be manipulated. Well, I guess what, sweetheart? You've been manipulated for decades and only now are you starting to wake up to that fact. So that's part one of this podcast. I'll be back with part two. Up next, we're going to talk about censorship and YouTube and Twitter and a whole bunch of other fun things.